All right. Welcome back, listeners, to an, another exciting episode of Mindset Masters of Marketing, the number one podcast in America. We have a special guest today, marketing guru himself, family man, military veteran, U.S. Marine veteran. Thank you for your service, sir. Today, he's going to jump on here and share how he be, he has become a mindset master in his business and his life and how he's marketed himself. Like, there's so many different ways to do this, guys. So, we're going to bring on experts from all levels, all walks of life to share what works for them and their life to get them to where they are today. Because that's what it's all about, giving back, you know, helping others see the path, right? So without further ado, Josh, give a little bit of quick intro about yourself, if you don't mind, sir, to the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Will, for that amazing introduction. And it is absolutely fantastic to be here. So just a little bit about me. Like Will said, my name is Josh. I'm a, a father of four. I'm happily married to my wife of 12 years. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, and I've done everything from you know military to corporate life and IT to now owning my own digital marketing agency. And it is there's been challenges throughout all of it, especially you know the dynamic of being a good father, and that's always been my my, you know, my, my why, right. And then doing that and building a business. And so traversing that and being happily married too. So traversing all that has always been challenging, but so worth it. And so I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. That's, those are all real great points that, you know, a lot of, a lot of people have questions on, or I wouldn't say struggle, but I think it's a, it's a challenge for everyone, right. To, 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 you know, to accomplish those things at the levels in which they want to do it. But Let's let's back up a little bit, Josh. Let's talk a little bit about like the beginning, right? Because I've known you for a few years, but I don't really know a lot about like your your beginning, your beginning, right? Like what got you here, right? A lot of people have that story, that 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 why, like before their children, before the family, right? What was what was that motivating drive? Like talk a little bit about like you know, let's say post high school, right? Like where you can start wherever you think the most pivotal part is that you, you feel that you would like to share with us would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in a, at the time it was fairly small. Now it's much larger, but a fairly small city in Texas called Lubbock, Texas. So if you're familiar with Texas Tech University, that's where I was essentially raised. And so I went to a small high school and I I knew from my junior year on that whatever I did, I had to get out of that city. I don't know I can't even, and I've thought about this. I can't put my finger on exactly why it wasn't because of my family. It wasn't anything like that. I just knew I had to get out. And so career day came around and I saw a shiny uniform and I went and talked to the guy and turned out it was a Marine Corps recruiter. And after talking to him and seeing his badass sword, I, I was in. So he talked me, you know, into joining and I went in the Marine Corps couple months after I graduated high school as a what we call a, a data network specialist so essentially IT and so from my marine corps career I went, ran the gamut from you know going to Iraq a couple times the first time was nothing like I expected I ended up getting some uh some you know injuries from firefights and stuff like that and then my second deployment I did the exact opposite and I stayed on the base and I took care of generals. So I got a good breadth of experience from, hey, this is high adrenaline, high level, you know, take care of business, you know, support people to the other flip side to taking care of, you know, two-star, three-star generals and making sure they're happy and customer service and just doing anything and everything that it took to take care of those individuals. And so I come back and I get home. And after my second deployment, I was fairly soon to getting out. And so I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So I started going to school, stayed in San Diego for a little while and started doing IT for a couple of nonprofits. Still a little unfulfilled, not really sure where, where I'm wanting to go. End up moving back with my new wife to my hometown of Lubbock, where I start going to school, still not sure what I want to do, go still just sticking with what I know. And that's IT. And then, so long story short, we end up moving to San Antonio, where I live now in 2013 or so, and start just, I always fall back on IT and schooling. I don't necessarily recommend that, but in going to school, getting my MBA, I realized that 
this is a corporate life. All this stuff is not really what I'm, what I'm going for, what I'm wanting. So I start looking around and I've always in my IT career done a little bit of web development and stuff like that. So I just started doing that and helping the guys in my class and end up saving them a whole bunch of money and just kind of stuck with it and been doing it ever since I've fallen in a bunch of traps were, you know, sticky, ob- shiny object syndrome, lack of focus, you name it. I, I've had to overcome it. And so it's definitely been a challenge, but I wouldn't be where I'm at today without all those challenges. Yeah. I love it, man. Thank you for sharing that. Let's, let's back up a little bit for when you, when you're talking about leaving that small town, I think this is very important for a lot of people to listen because I did the same thing. Like I had to leave my environment. Like what was the main driving force? You know, it wasn't your family. Right. But what was like, why did you want out of that small town? Like, yeah, that's a great question. And like, why not stay, right? Like, why not stay make, you know, if you had a good family, you know, what, what was the reason why you wanted to leave, right? Like I left Hickory, North Carolina, stupid little small town. It's probably like 50,000 people in there. Everybody knows everybody. There's no opportunity. Like if I would have stayed there, I'd be dead or in jail. That was just where I was headed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, that's my driving force but underlying before knowing I had to leave. I always knew that like, this wasn't where I needed to be. This wasn't it. Like, I know, like I was always busting my ass. I was working my ass off. Like, what, what am I missing? Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, that was a driving force for me to just say, okay, take the leap. Yep. And just what do I had to lose, come back to small town Hickory. That's the worst case scenario. I'm going to come back. <laughs> I've been back since I ain't been back since I left. So you burn oh, the bridges. So talk a little bit about like that mindset behind Dude, like you're joining the military, you're leaving your house, you just got out of college, uh, high school, I'm sorry. Like you're leaving your family, like talk a little bit about the mindset behind that. Like that's got to be a lot of stress, yeah? Yeah, it took a lot. And I have more than FOMO, I have, you know, I fear the unknown almost more than anything. So it's not only leaving my town, but going into this what is arguably the the most difficult and intense boot camps in the world mm-hmm. and just burning all the ships and just going all in to something. Cause I, I could have gone into the air force. I could have gone into the Navy. I, I could have just gone to college in a different state, but I wanted to give myself the best chance. Cause I knew somewhere deep down and self-development wasn't a term I was familiar with back then, but somewhere I knew that, to give myself the best chance, I had to go through the hardest thing immediately. And it's not, hasn't been the hardest thing, but I needed to challenge myself and overcome it immediately. Yeah. I call what I call shaking it up, right? Like completely shake it up, shake everything, turn it upside (laughs) down and start fresh. Right. Like, and like to see what falls from the tree. It's, it's crazy. Um, but that's, that's what it's need. Like whenever we make a move, move, like I've moved a few times, like that's completely shaking it up. We moving like to a new place for you to say, okay, I'm going to leave my family, my town, burn all the bridges, not only that, but also join the hardest military out there. Right. Like, come on, it's the Marines here. You know, you guys got, yeah. you know, that that's, I couldn't do that shit, but you know, like I said, more power to you because, but that, but that right there, talk a little bit about, so once you got into Marines, right? Like, what type of mindset stuff do they teach you guys that we could use in the day to day that you still use today in your family, your business, just like core values, right? Like almost like morals, essentially. Yeah. Do you bring those, a lot of those core values from the military, you implement them into your normal life or, or make kind of like a hybrid or what? Yes. So I'll speak to all that. And then I'll also speak to one, there's one core value or aspect that I completely dropped when I left the military and I'll speak at that one afterwards, but I had to immediately change everything. When I was in high school, I was a big dude. I, I did not take care of myself. And so I immediately had a whole to, you know, drop weight, get in the Marine Corps, go to boot camp, And so I had to learn how to make myself better. And so that translated very well to how do I make myself better, not only to reach my goal, but for the journey, like I'm not going to do, you know, I learned very quickly when I got on my first deployment that the person's life next to me is in, is in my hands. Yeah. And so I've tried to translate that to 
my team and especially my family and my kids. So it's no, it's not as serious, but it translates very well. Yeah. But if you look at one of the, that's pretty serious. Like you're literally looking at your family members, like you're, you know, like, well, that's the way you should look at them, but like your employees, but you know, that's even a next level, right? Like, so that's good stuff, right? Treat your employees and your people. Like, you know, you got to die for them. Like they're going to die for you. You die for each other. Right. Like, it's like that's that brotherhood exactly. camaraderie. That's that team culture that we talk a lot about that I'm still, you know, constantly working on each and every day, right? Exactly. Well, sorry. That's, that's probably my favorite aspect of my time in the Marine Corps was the camaraderie. Like you'll you'll never build a stronger relationship than the person who's taking bullets with you next to you. And so it's it's really, really hard to to duplicate outside. So, you know, I've learned that, you know, that person next to me, I also knew everything about him. I knew his childhood dog's name. So why can't I, or wouldn't I translate that over to my business where I learn my team's family's names or, you know, they're, you know, I probably wouldn't learn their dog's name now, but you know, everything about them, their family, their kiddos, birthdays, stuff like that. And so it is translated very well. And I've been able to, you know, when I've had a team and I have a team, um, they respect you for that. And that's how you connect with people. It's not just a transactional based relationship. Yeah. 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 That's important that you say that because a lot of times, whether it's in business and life relationships, they tend to be too transactional. Like, what can I get from you? Like, what can we get mm-hmm. from each other? Like, like, you know, even back in the day, like in the streets before business, right? When you're hanging out with your boys, getting high, doing shit, like, oh, what you got? What you got? Oh, you ain't gonna go over here hanging out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always like super yep. transactional, right? Like, but, uh, exactly. you know, that's, that's one thing that's so different in my business as well is I'm not that way either. Like, I'm super like, I almost make my business my lifestyle, right? Like my, my, my clients or my friends and my family, you know, this, we're in the same groups together. We share and wins we lost in losses we break bread together we grow together right like that's the type of lifestyle that i want to create for myself and my family and my team and show others around me that it could be done for you as well especially right now in these days and age like it's, it's oh yeah you know for anybody listening you know i i encourage you just to go out and try new things do it quickly don't wait mm-hmm. do it quickly and i say this a lot don't of be afraid to fail don't be afraid to fail like that. Like the fear of the unknown that you were talking about. This is very important because I talk about this a lot too. It's a fear. Fear is an indicator that unknown. It's just an emotion. Go toward it. It's mm-hmm. an indicator to go toward it. Now, if you fail, you, you learn, but you don't fail. If you don't, if you, if you show up, you don't fail. Right. So go toward that unknown, that fear of the unknown. More than likely exactly. gold's on the other side of that fucking unknown. So let's go. <laughs> right. Massive action. 100%. So, all right, cool. So you, you came out of the military, right? Talk about that. Yeah, and let's not, let's not get out of the military. Talk about that deployment, right? Cause you had two different deployments. I want to talk about the first one, right? Because that was more, you know, like you say, more high intensity. It was more actively in the field. The other one was more operational, you know, with the, you know, at the base, talk about the two a little bit in your, in your opinion, the best way to explain that, like how that translated you know, taking those two different scenarios and putting them together, just like, how did that all work for you over the years? And, and how does that still translate now if, if need be? Yeah, I think it, both of them together, especially the first one helped mold who I am. Like I went all through high school and everything without ever like truly finding myself. Like I did not know who I was until that probably that first deployment and even after that. So finding myself and and realizing that, you know, I got, you know, just as an example, I I got blown up in an IED. Mm -hmm. And so getting blown up in IED in Iraq is is basically it's, it's intense and it's crazy. And just coming on on the, on the flip side of that and understanding that, Hey, I know I'm not invincible, but I made it through that. And so, yes, there's long term ripple effects to that but there there was an other side to that so whatever else and challenges i have moving forward from this 
art going to be as challenging as what I've already been through. So it's just a step along my journey. And so another thing that I realized and continue to realize is it's not about the destination or where I want to be. It's about the journey to get there that molds me to that person that I want to be, that I see the most elite version of myself and stuff like that. Yeah. That challenge, you know, it will, you know, you'll find out who you really are when you go through things that challenge you. Right. So that, that, that must be Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but it's how that translated to my second appointment where, you know, I could have done a lot of things and it ended up being to where they, my superiors positioned me as the person that they sent in to deal with those generals instead of anyone else. Well, instead of a lot of the others, because I had molded myself as a person. Cause when you get around a general and you're enlisted intimidation factor is through the roof. So I was positioning myself and I was the person that got sent in because I was not actively intimidated by these individuals. Cause I understood that, well, first of all, I was fulfilling a need that they had and I was taking care of them. And I ended up building some really strong relationships from that within the officer community that really helped me out for the rest of my enlistment. Yeah. And so it was a good parallel to draw between them. And I was able to do things that no one else in my area of, you know, Iraq as an enlisted personnel had done. And so it was really, it was really awesome. So how'd you overcome like getting blown up, man? And, and, and saying, okay, <laughs> instead of saying I'm blown up, I'll take my honorable discharge and I'll take my, my, my whatever. And I'm out. Like instead you decide I'm going to stay in, like talk about that day that happened or like that, that conversation you had with yourself, right? Like in your family, yeah, so I let it because I let it define me. And a lot of people fail. Like that's a that's not a failure. That's like you basically got blown up. Like what do you do now? Yeah. Like do you <laughs> keep doing this? Keep risking it? Or you know what I'm saying? Like talk a little bit about like that mindset behind that because that's that's a big point. I think you probably had in your life, right? Absolutely. I let it define me for far too long. You know, like you see people in high school that the college football stars that still wear their letter jacket 20 years later. Like that was my letter jacket. That was the thing that defined me to the point where like I had a, I got a back injury and a brain injury. And so I found that the brain injury affected my short-term memory mm-hmm. and it still does to an, to a, for a little bit, but I let that define me as, Oh, sorry, I have a brain injury. I'm sorry. I forgot this. I'm sorry. I didn't do this. I yeah. let it, that be my crutch for everything. And once I learned and I started getting into entrepreneurship and getting my MBI, I learned that 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 could no longer be my crutch if I wanted to improve. Um, A good friend of mine in Apex, Megan McAvoy, McAvoy, helped me through all this. She's a, a wonderful person and absolutely epic with mindset and everything. And she was instrumental in helping me get through all this and understanding that yeah this happened it sucked essentially like get over it yep she didn't say that but that's what kind of what it amounts to well it's okay to acknowledge what you've been through and and nobody's negating that or, and, and i'm speaking for everybody on here not i can't speak for you guys but i'm i'm you know uh, it's all about like you know instead of saying you know i grew up without a father i don't know who my dad is i could say i could say okay it's just ex- Statistics say I should be in jail by 19 or 20. I should never graduate high school, blah, 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 bullshit, right? Like, don't let your liabilities become who you are, right? Turn your liabilities into assets, right? Mm-hmm. Because I don't know who my father is, it's who I am today. I've been through all that stuff. I'm, you know, I've, I've, I've grown exponentially because of that, because I've had to, right? Right? So I, I flipped it, right? The things that I've been through are because of who I am today. Instead of saying... You know, all those times I got in trouble with the law, you know, raided, fucking all kinds of shit, right? Like, all those could have knocked me out. And I could have said, well, it's because of the way I was raised, you know, my my uh, product of my environment, right? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to turn your liabilities into assets, right? And, uh, you know, you, and, and a lot of people, you know, especially veterans, I'm sure you guys have a lot of PTSD and different things you still would deal with today that you have to overcome, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's that aspect didn't really affect my business life, but it 
really, really affected my home life. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's all the little things like, you know, almost getting in a wreck when throw, someone throws a cigarette butt outside the window and it, like you see sparks fly up at night, stuff like that, where you almost, you know, injure your family, your, your wife, your, your kids, mm-hmm. stuff like that too you know, all the things that interrupt things and my wife having to take on too much of certain aspect because, you know, I freak out in crowds and stuff like that. Um, It's a lot to put on somebody. It's, it's a lot for someone else to take on. And so getting over that and acknowledging that and her working with me has been also instrumental. But your wife's badass. She's, she's absolutely a saint. I have four kids and me and she, Balls is a baller with all of it. That's awesome, man. It's all about having the right partner and the right people around you too, you know, in your relationship and your business on your team, your friends, right. And, you know, I bet, you know, and you can, you can attest to it, but I bet you probably wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't, you know, you probably be able to do it, but you, you know, as far as like, you couldn't get here without her throughout all this, right. Like she was there to help you. I'm sure when you were down and out, right. Like, you know, injured and shit, like all kinds of stuff. hundred percent. Right? She yeah. didn't go, she didn't go running. You know what I mean? So, you know, a lot of guys be like, Oh, you know, you're not the buff military guy anymore. You're injured. I'm good. I'm going to go off to the next guy. You're like constantly see that shit, but like, you know, but Josh, thank you for sharing that story. So after you decided, you know, I'm, I'm good, I'm not going to define it. And you, and you did a second tour and you made all those relationships. Have you always done like digital marketing? You said it, right? That's always been your thing. Ever since yeah, so I was high school, I was trained pretty much. So I went into the Marine Corps. I had like a, a month, month and a half, two months break in between graduation and boot camp. So there wasn't really a whole lot of time, but IT was a, a, an interest. So it was available. And so that's a job I took in the Marine Corps. And so it's, you, it. you didn't even, you had no real experience prior. Well, I mean, like, most of us, I had built a couple computers and stuff like that, but no, I didn't have anything crazy. No computer. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So you get a little it background. That's good. So you translate that into the military. They train right. pretty good. So you come out with a ton of good skills, right? Yes. And so that translated to the couple nonprofits I worked for in San Diego, went to school, and then I got an internship at a very well-known or at the time cloud computing company here in San Antonio. I interned here for two summers and then they hired me on full-time after that. So we moved to San Antonio. And so that translated. And since it was a, a very, very, really very popular industry, cloud computing and Mm -hmm. that kind of space, I was able to leverage that and everything that I was learning to a, a really a cushy, cushy IT career where at the time I was like a, a high level, what we call a DevOps engineer, that we were in charge of thousands and thousands of Linux servers for the organization. And, and that's kind of what we did. And it was pretty cushy, but I wanted more. Like I, one of the reasons that kind of you touched on it, that I left Lubbock is because I was always the biggest thinker, mm-hmm. like as far as like, span everywhere I went in Lubbock. So I knew I wanted bigger. I wanted more. There wasn't enough for me in this city of 300,000 or 200,000. So I knew I had to leave. And so I got to the point where I was, I was out of there, but I was in it and I wanted more. Like, I don't want a boss. This boss keeps keeping me down. I can, I can outperform everyone else, but you're still giving me these rules and to, to stick me and confine me. And I'm not about that. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny that, you say like that was the defining day, like you're good. You want something more, right? A lot of people want that and they all talk about wanting it. Right. Mm -hmm. But actually taking the leap and then executing on it, talk a little bit about those first steps, right? Owning your own business sales, getting out there. Right. Cause so you got your mindset, right. Right. Military trained, You've been through more shit than anybody could ever imagine. And you made it through it. You let, didn't let it define you. You built relationships. You're out. You've got a nice cushy career. You're, you're ready to get to the next level. How much money you got in the bank? What are you doing at that time? Right? Like, like what was your mindset? Like what made you say, okay, let's do it. 
Like, what was the amount? Like, or what was what was it? Like, some people say, "Well, I need six months reserve," and you know, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like, what was it for you that said, "Okay, I'm ready"? I don't know that I ever really had one, and to the point where my mindset was probably the farthest thing from right when I when I made the transition. Because so I'm in IT. I started IT. I've been in IT my whole career, and the misconception with IT people is that they're introverted. They're not willing to let themselves get them go out there and do things. And so I was able to comfortably put myself in that once again, another crutch. And so take that and then take in my, you know, PTSD and all this stuff and that all equated to social anxiety and stuff like that. And then I go and I start my business and I have marketing experience from a technical side out my ears but yeah. I literally built this and I had no idea that selling would be an aspect that getting out there and putting yourself out there would be an, as- an aspect. I literally thought this is how crazy it was. I literally thought it was like field of dream style. Like if you, if I build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. I will just have so much business and I can just grow my team and just rake in the money. And yeah, that was never about to have on, you know, as far as like, that's a good mindset to have to set yourself up for success in the mind. Right. But, right. but when it comes, when you hit the wall, that's when, that's when you have to check yourself and pivot. That's where most people don't, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. So you started selling, right? Like mm-hmm. how'd that go for you. In the beginning? <laughs> it, it was a nightmare. So I have a thing. And as being a technical person, I will get on the phone with somebody and just blurt out all the facts, just try and convince them with how much stuff, how much junk I know. And I found out tech stuff, huh? Yes. And so I found out really quick, but I did not implement, I implemented slow as hell. Found out really quick that everybody just wants the sausage. They don't give a crap how it's made. But (laughs) knowing that and conceptualizing it was a whole lot easier than actually implementing that. So I would still get on the phone and just regurgitate everything that they need to do. Everything that I found all this stuff, industry knowledge for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And no, no one, no one cared. And that's not on them. That's true. Like if I think about it and I'm looking to buy something, I don't want to know, you know, the belt size of the vehicle I'm trying to purchase and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. When you buy shoes, you don't want to know like, you know, how it was completely made. Does it feel good? Is yep, it look, exactly. Good the price right. Right. Like, <laughs> Provide value to, on what I'm looking for specifically. But yeah, I used to do that too. And a lot in the beginning, we'd go through ad copies and targeting and, you know, different stuff like that on a, on a, on a call. And then it just goes way over their head. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, I didn't really even get a good connection, right? I think part of selling yourself and marketing yourself is being a good listener. You've got to be able to listen to the needs of your clients or your, you know, your marketplace, whatever, you know, whatever it is. If it's not business, it could be your, you know, your relationship, your spouse, your children, right? Be a good listener. Mm-hmm. So that's all good yeah, stuff. I found, I found that sales, there's three pieces to sales, at least for, for me. It's asking the right questions, mm-hmm. listening actively, and storytelling. So those three things are what you need to sell effectively. What was the first one? It is uh, asking the right questions. So asking right no one actively listening and storytelling right yes so and then there even you can even drill into that like there's different kinds of listening and subconsciously people pick up on whether or not you're listening actively like Mm -hmm. if we're we're on this podcast it forces us to listen actively you and i but if someone listens to it once it gets published then they may not be at listening actively. They're not listening to consume and take in as much as possible. Yep. Yep. To, to add to that too, right. When you're asking the right questions, you want to identify, you know, the need, the want, the pain point, right. What's the reason why, you know, they're looking to do business or what's the reason why they were reached out to you. The goal is to understand their landscape, what their needs are, through active listening, right? This is how I bridge this. And then when I get to the storytelling part, it's all about painting the p- perfect picture, positioning the offer in a custom way tailored to them that's within the realm in which your service is offered. 
So like it becomes a tailored custom offer versus just generic here's proposal, boom, you know, bullshit, right? Like make it custom to people. People want to be helped. They don't want to be sold, right? Talk about some of the other ways. So, you, you know, how did you get the clients, right? How did you, you know, get out there? Like what was your number one way of getting in front of your first potential clients essentially, yeah? Yeah, that's a great question. I found that as I was working through my social anxiety and stuff like that, I could insert myself or join online communities where I could remove all of that and build know, like, and trust with people in a way that I could do on my terms. For instance, I went into a group where both part of Apex and I started just, as soon as I joined, I started just trying to pull add as much value as I can, I could by helping whoever I could. And, And back then when I first joined, I was doing, Literally everything. I like to say if it comes through a internet cable, that's what I would help you with. That goes for everything from print printers, which I hate and despise, to you know, ad copy to anything on the internet, stuff like that. Your computer has a virus, everything. And so I've I quickly found that that was first of all highly needed in the group. Second of all, I I didn't want to do the IT portion of this anymore. But I quickly became known as the person that would help with everything in there, which is fantastic. And I I have most of us in the group, we're all go givers. We want to give and give back as much as possible. But I kind of pigeonholed myself a little bit by not leveraging what I wanted to do the most. Yeah, it's okay to give a little bit, uh, but you definitely want to dial it on a niche. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, they say that, you know, the riches are in the niches, right? Uh, you know, we service mainly, you know, the loan officers and real estate agents and whatnot, but not to say that we won't take on other clients, but uh, if somebody was to ask me that, it, that's, that's where we sit. Um, you know, you don't want to go back to being transactional in your business, right? Just taking people's money just to be taking it uh, because that will come back to you and you will not get business and you will not get repeat business uh, and you won't keep your clients. That's for freaking sure. Uh, like you said, people pick up when you're actually listening, but they also picked up when you're actively engaged with their account and working with them and actually doing what the fuck you say you're going to do. Right. Yep. And that's one of our core values. Yeah. We do what we say we're going to do when we're going to do it. Cause it's huge a lot. And I say that, you know, we're both digital marketers. We're kind of like the, the snake oil of the internet. Like there's so many people that have been burnt by these scammy people that you and I, people with, ethics and morals and want to do right by people and as a result a rising tide raises all ships it makes it harder for us and so and that goes back to going back to the mindset for both of us we've got to deal with that on a day-to-day basis and that's not just our business that's every business right competition people that are fucking you know putting a bad taste in people's mouths but yeah marketing has always been that way but um you know we just have to overcome it Right. Like anything else. But if you know that you provide value and you've got the stats to to back it up and you know that you're good, then you stand by that. When somebody says, well, how are you like this other company? I don't know how I'm like the other company. I know how we are and I know what we do. I don't know what they do. Right. And I'm and I'm that confident about it. Oh, well, how are you different than Zillow? Well, I'm not Zillow. Like, <laughs> uh, You know, do we really need to go into detail? Because I'll show you how, Like, you know. Right. So, you know, you just got to have confidence in your product and your service. Um, If you don't have confidence in yourself, don't expect your clients to have confidence in you and don't expect them to invest in you either. If you're not investing in your people, yourself, your business, right? If you're also huge for me. Yeah. If you're a digital marketing company, you have a freaking website. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just like, uh, whatever. You know what I mean? It's whatever. It's like, how can we help you? (laughs) You know, but Josh, that's all great stuff. So active listening is important, right? You know, when you listen, you can help and you can also understand like the common issues that you have within your customers. So now you can create value-based trainings, different things you can do to, you know, and entice your audience to get more involved with what you're doing and, and learn more from you. Right. This is how I built my business. Same, similar to you did, right. Is mm-hmm. what we do to help people. When we started doing marketing back in 2017, you know, we were like probably one of the top few real estate people that were getting into the marketing side, you know, 
as far as like being an agent and stuff. So like we had a lot to stand on and, and, and we, and we, we, we had a lot of people asking us for help because it was such a new space. Right. So, you know, when you go into something like that, everybody needs help. There's 7 billion people on planet earth. What he mentioned, if you guys are socially awkward, you don't like to go out and be in front of people face to face, get in these social media groups. There's so many of them guys, there's local ones. There's, there's, you know, the bigger ones like we're part of. Right. But I can also recommend too, like, don't be afraid to pay to play, pay to get into these groups. I promise you when you invest with your money, that's the best investment you can make. And, you, and, and it's funny when you start committing with your wallet, you tend to show up more because you want to get that money returned, right? Like these are all really good things. Like I'm, th- these are things that I'm going to share with you guys. Like if I'm, if I'm hanging out with people and they're not willing to like invest in themselves or they've never invested in themselves, they're probably not a good friend for me. Like they're just, it's not going to work. Like we're going to be, it's going to be like this, you know what I'm saying? And eventually it's going to be, see you later. Cause it's on way up here again. Like, so, so as you level up, man, you're going to peel off people and that's okay. It takes the real person to be able to peel off the, the dead weight and keep it moving. Right. Instead of staying in the comfort zones. So if you guys are in a comfort zone right now, if you guys are listening, what should they do, Josh? Get out of that comfort zone. That is huge. Get out get of that comfortable comfort zone. being uncomfortable. Yes. Get uncomfortable being, or get comfortable being uncomfortable. All these great things. Check out his page. No, <laughs> Josh, man, you're great. Let me see here. Uh, another thing too is go where you're needed, right? They talked about this at the MDM yes. event, right? Don't stop being in places where people don't want you. Go where people want you. Go where you're needed, right? And you'll be surprised. So when you when you go after people that are like you and, and know like and trust you, that's the seven million people concept, right? Stop focusing on people that you, want, you don't want to don't want to work with you, and get to the people that do. There's 7 billion people. I promise you're not going to get to all of us. And this is Grant Cardone taught me this method, right? Like if I can go and try to meet 7 billion people in my lifetime, that's a hell of a target, right? And how many of them would remember you, right? So if you go and you talk to 10,000 people who are where you're celebrated, how many of them, those people are going to remember you? What, like several thousand at least. Yeah. So as you move through your journey, you're going to pick up people. You're going to keep people, lose people, gain people, right? Absolutely. Create people. We're fathers, <laughs> right? Create little babies, right? That's right. Create a legacy. Yeah. And that's, a, let's talk a little bit about that. We got a little bit more time left, right? Like, you know, all throughout our journey, right? Before mm-hmm. I even had my children and, and you can attest on your own, but it's always been my driving force. Like I said, I grew up without a father. I knew by the time I was ready to have children, that it was going to be the right time, right? I wasn't going to be that person hurting for money, fighting all the time with your spouse because you can't pay the bills, but you got kids. And it's just, it's basically a broken family, something I did not want, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's always been my driving force. And even now, now that he's here, he's one year old now, uh, he's not, he's making me better as an individual. He, he's put, he pushes you to be better because you can't get away with certain things anymore in front of him. Like they're watching you. Right. Oh yes. So like you, like the little things I'm talking about, like characteristic shit that, you know, cussing, things like that. Like, you know, the way, the way I was raised, my mom would spank me with a belt. I'm trying to do like time out different things that are, you know, that are not like that. I'm trying to break the change, break the cycle. Right. But that come that challenge in itself is is challenging to the mindset on top of already running a business prior to him. Right. So it's like in life, there's always things that are going to continuously come up in your life that are going to challenge your mindset. That's why it's so important. That's why we talk about this on this freaking show. And this is why I built it, because that's the foundation. If you build this mindset strong, when you when you come up to those problems, you're good. You can deal with it. You can, like he said, you can move through. You've never been through anything. You've been blown the fuck up. I can deal with anything, right? Like that's the mindset behind it, right? So talk a little bit about that on your end, right? Like, you know, once you had your kids and, and, and your why now, like your motivation and your mindset behind it, even today, I'm sure you guys go through challenges, right? Like how do you deal with the day-to-day? Yes. So I could, this, I could talk about all day, but first I want to close the loop on the part that you know, the things I was utilizing and were part of me when I was in the Marine Corps. And I've mentioned that there's one that I completely stopped doing. And that is 
discipline. Like you have to be disciplined every single day, every second of every day while you're in the Marine Corps. So I got, I got so like over discipline that a second I got out, I dropped every bit of discipline I had. So it resulted in a bunch of things like mindset dropping, you know, I put on a bunch of, bunch of weight and, you know, even like when now, once I became a father, I started seeing the parallel. Like if my kids think it's okay, because I treat myself this way, then they're going to grow up with that. And that's the way they're going to be. And so to that point, there are two things at MDM that fundamentally changed my life and how I parent forever. And the first one is, I think it was Sean Whalen that said, uh, are, are you parenting from abundance or from scarcity? So I have four kids, seven years old and younger. And so my life, especially now when it's summer and they're at home, it's chaos. And I'm trying to build an empire here and a legacy for them. And it's, it's really hard to go in and out every single day with the minutia of all that. And I, I would find that I would put in the effort and I would parent from a place of scarcity within me. Because I knew that with four kids, things are going to get overwhelming a lot. Even when someone asked me how my summer was, was going, I would just immediately say, oh, man, it, it's chaos. I got four kids at home trying to build a business, blah, 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 blah. But it's not about that. It's, it's about abundance. And if I, the more I give to my children, the more I just pour out, pour out, pour out, and give and give and give, you know, the better they are. Like it, I grew up with the saying that. All you got to do, as long as you show up for your kids, that's more than 90% of everyone else, but you cannot just show up to your life and to your family. You have to give and give and give and give everything and give some more. The second thing is, oh man, I had it. Yeah. But yeah, I'll I'll think of that other thing in a second. You're good. So, you know, abundance mindset and scarcity, right? That's a big thing that I learned early too when I was like 26, right? We all have parents that take us to the grocery store, you know, counting the dollars, counting the little list. So, you know, make sure you only get this, right? Like, oh, we can't afford that this week, blah, 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 blah. That's scarcity, right? Mm-hmm. Living paycheck to paycheck, worrying about quitting your job for another job because you might, it might not work out. That's scarcity, right? Different things like, just being afraid to, to, to invest, to show up, you know, don't have those scarcity mindset, have an abundance mindset, right? Uh, abundance is as abundant as that ocean right out here. <laughs> you can continuously go out to that ocean, just keep scooping buckets and keep coming back and it will never go away. That's how abundant life is guys. So that's a great point. Abundance over scarcity and everything, your family, you know, the time that you spend with your family, your children, your business. Don't forget to invest in your people either. You know, mm-hmm. don't think to invest in yourself and your family, but don't forget about your teammates and your, in your business, you know, that's right. Thousand percent. They're, they're definitely people. I've learned that the hard way. Unfortunately, that's why I'm sharing it with y'all, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that's part of growth. You know, the things that I've grown up with, you know, nobody showed me that much love. So it's hard for me to turn it around. And so I've got to be conscious of that, be more empathetic and be more caring and, and show more of that. Right. Even though I didn't get that shit. Right. But I have to be conscious of that because I think that's a psychology that most people don't understand that's underlying. And if you don't take a self inventory of yourself and, and, and recognize that the reason things are happening is because of you or me, you know, us, it's, it's our fault, good or bad. Right. So you know, get that mind right is what I'm saying. Get it right. Keep it tight. But uh, Josh, you want to, did you, did you have that second one you want to throw in there? <laughs> no, I, I, I completely <laughs> lost it. I'm, I'll, I'm going to have to reevaluate that one. Next week. No, I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Josh, man, you've been awesome. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, is there anything, just like three more tips or tricks to wrap this bad boy up? Uh for anybody that's out there struggling right now, or maybe, you know, maybe they're a military veteran. They, they, they got out, they don't have, you know, they didn't have the IT background. Maybe they're, you know, they, you know, maybe they're going through some stuff, right. And they, something that you could say to them, if they're listening, anything. Yeah. hundred percent, 
Right. One of the things that I struggled with and continue to struggle with is asking for help, ask for help. Like that's the biggest thing as, as a veteran, like we are literally taught and trained that you do it yourself. Like if, if there's something that you're ordered to do, you exhaust all of your resources, no matter what they need to be, you take the initiative, you do it, and then you do it. Don't come back to them unless it's done. So we're instilled in us not to ask for help. That's not how it works out here. Don't be afraid. Get out there. If you ask 100 people, 99% of them say no, which they won't, especially if they're business owners. And just one person says yes and gets you to where you need to be. It's completely worth it. My second thing is focus is a superpower. If you figure out what you want to do and you put blinders on and it's okay to set like time durations, three months, six months. If you put blinders on, you set your goals and you focus on only that. Maybe it's building your business, building the first thing you want to do, setting a milestone and you focus on that and only do that for three or six months. Your life will be changed on the other flip side of that. Yeah. yeah you got to get super intentional, super focused and super dedicated and super persistent, yes. persistence and momentum. I carried that hashtag for like three years straight on all my posts <laughs> because I wanted to hit that button and I wanted to show all the times I was persistent and, and all the times I was carrying my momentum forward. Every time you guys have a win, carry yeah. that bad boy. Don't sleep on a win today. You'll wake up until a loss tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Carry on the persistence, but persistence is important because like you say, three to six months, but it could take longer, right? Mm-hmm. It could take 12 months. It could, take, it could take three fucking years. You never know. But if you persist enough, eventually you will get there. I promise you. Yep. If you give up, you will fail. Yep. That's it. That's the reality of it. And what happens when you fail? You go back to whatever you took the leap from and you're right back to where you started. Mm -hmm. Just just the thought of that in my mind just scares (laughs) the shit out of me. Like to go back and start all over. Like I start, I thought about starting a new business and I'm thinking, man. Do I just want to double the fuck down on what I'm doing or start another one? Cause right. imagine having to start all over, man. Yeah. Same. And I've got shiny object syndrome, like crazy. So I'm like, Ooh, NFTs, Ooh, yes. crypto. And it's crazy. Cause it's all in the dumps now, but like, yeah, thank God. All my money. Super <laughs> intriguing. Right. It's so intriguing to me. Oh, starting an Amazon business. Oh, doing this, this, and this. And it's intriguing. I've got to be honest. Like, I could go do that, but it's, it's going to set my progress back years. Yep. If I just j- jump at everything I see. Yeah. So and then the really third thing I have, okay, sorry. Yeah. The third thing I have, have is just focus on what you tell yourself. If your inner dialogue is always negative, then the output is going to be negative. So focus on and fundamentally change how you talk to yourself and even and write out daily affirmations and read those every single day. Self-talk is important. Write down your goal. Oh, yeah. You know, the power of visualization is strong, right? One of my favorite examples of that is like Conor McGregor. If you ever watch some of his like previous interviews, like way back before he was even big, he, he's like, I'm going to be the king of MMA. Like he knew it. He's like, I'm going to be the he knew it. He called every shot like it was crazy, but he visualized it first, even in times of struggle, in times he was a plumber, wasn't making shit, right? And I'm sure a lot of you've been through this. You just got to go. You have to visualize wins, visualize where you want to be, even in times of struggle. If you can do that, you'll definitely be able to do it when you're winning, right? It's easy for people to talk good when it's all good, right? But when it's not, that defines who you are. Just like when you got blown up, that was your defining moment. Like, okay, I learned a lot about myself on this tour, <laughs> right? Yep. And and conversely, if you tell yourself you're just you're, you'll just start when you make it big. If you don't do it now, you're not going to do it then. Same thing for like generosity. If you're not giving and giving, you know, even your time or money now when you haven't made it yet, you're not going to just turn on a switch and do it when you've made it big. You'll never do that. That's another thing I learned super early is sacrifice. And I learned this yep. in the streets, watching older <laughs> people, you know, waste their lives away and tell me about, oh, you're so young. Make sure you, you know, don't fuck it up. Right. Like people that I, I don't even talk to today and I'll never talk to again, but like just learning 
from others, man. Learn. You don't have to go through it to learn it. Learn it from others. But make that sacrifice now because I promise you, you're going to hit 50, 60, 70 years old. You're going to be starting to have the regrets. You don't want to be that person in a retirement home if you can even afford a retirement home, right? With regrets. <laughs> yep. That's how I live my life too. I have two things. I want to build a legacy for my family and it doesn't, I'm not interested in, you know, having my kids, 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 kids have a bunch of money mm -hmm. because I, they'll take care of themselves. It's so far down the future, but I want to build a legacy and I don't want to have a single regret when I'm on my deathbed. Yep. If I can do all both of those things, that all the other things fall in line. Like I'll know I've led a great marriage with my, my wife and I'll know that my kids were raised well and they grew up and have done exactly what they wanted to. And everything will fall in line from those two things. Yeah. It's great. It's all great information, great advice from military veteran himself, Josh Sutton coming in hot, baby. If you guys are just coming in, well, this isn't live, but <laughs> that's why we do podcasts, baby. It's real. Right. We keep it real, you know, right. and, you know, we're bringing to you guys what we've been through personally because having one-on-one -on -one experience being shared with people is better than what you get in the school, right? You can't teach your shit in the textbooks. You, they don't teach mindset in third grade. They don't teach mindset and how to market yourself and how to do different things to build a foundation for a, a strong person, an individual person that, that could go into the world and, and become someone. If they like spend they should, that yeah. much time on mindset as they do algebra for three freaking years, we might be all right coming That's out. Right. <laughs> but now they're, you know, who knows what they're teaching our kids in school. Now I'm going to find out in a few years, but um, I'm more likely probably going to, you know, get private mentors for my children. I mean, that's how I feel at this point, but same. But yeah, Josh, I mean, thank you so much. We could talk all day, my friend. It's always great chatting with you. I really, you as well. I really want to thank you for coming on and sharing your story. I know, you know, those stories sometimes are hard to share. So thank you for doing that for us. Um, Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. If you guys are uh, tune in, you know, next week, we've got a, another badass, you know, uh, guest coming on. I'm not going to tell you yet, but tune in. You don't want to <laughs> miss it. It's going to be good. Josh, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you and uh, you have a good day and we're out. Thank you guys so much. That's a, that's a wrap for Mindset Masters and Marketing. You guys have a good day. We'll chat soon.